Super Talk Mississippi media production. State Treasurer David McRae has put millions back into the hands of Mississippi citizens, expanding the state's affordable college and career savings program and also returning record amounts of unclaimed money. Check out how Treasurer David McRae's office can help you, your business, or your organization. Treasury.ms.gov. Welcome in, everybody, to the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky. Always glad that you are with me, especially on this Wednesday, although the basketball team lost again last night. They are 0-4 in conference play. Looked somewhat competent at times offensively, but lost the game nonetheless to Auburn. Again, fell to 0-4 in conference play, 8-8 on the season. They are 4-18 in the last two years in SEC play. And and look, there there are there's a lot of angst and there's a lot of anger, and I certainly understand why. I am not going to tell you that you should not be. However, I, I have heard from people over the last couple of days or so that are saying things like, "Why hasn't Keith Carter done anything? What Keith Carter hasn't made any move? He's weak. Whatever." I, I've seen a lot of that, and then then some quotes came out today about the current state of the program and and I guess some folks are uh, unhappy about what was said there as well here's what I will say to you for whatever it's worth uh I think getting angst about that is um unnecessary wasted emotion on your part Keith Carter knows the deal Kermit Davis knows the deal but Keith Carter knows the deal just because he didn't come out in an interview today and say, you know, I'm going to fire him at the end of the year. This sucks. Everything sucks. Just because he didn't say that doesn't mean that he doesn't know that that's the case and and all of that. At the end of last season, when they decided to, to keep Kermit Davis for another year, the line was drawn, not in sand, but it was drawn in permanent marker. And, and when that goal does not get achieved, you don't have to worry about the question whether or not something's going to happen. He is well aware of the situation. I don't know how many of you actually think the way uh, the couple people I talked to, especially last night about it, uh, think. But Keith Carter's well aware of the situation. It's it's not something that you need to be anxious over or, or wonder if he will make a decision. If this season ends the way I think I've said this to you guys before, but it bears repeating. If the season ends the way that it is continuing to look at the moment, if the season ends this way, then you don't have to worry about whether or not he will make a decision. He will. He knows he has to. That, that's just how it is, and, and he's well aware of that. I have that quote-unquote source. I'm not like a sources guy, but I, I know for a fact he's very well aware that this cannot continue. And just because it doesn't happen during the season doesn't mean it won't happen when the season ends. Should they continue on this path of disaster, which is what Ole Miss basketball currently is. So I've seen a lot of angst. You don't need to waste your energy on on that anymore. Again, Keith Carter, I know for a fact, is very well aware of the current state of the program, and he is well aware of what he's going to have to do should this continue. So for whatever that's worth. Uh, again, I am Michael Borky. Please subscribe to this podcast wherever you get them. If you have not already, just search Rebel Report. iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, leave a rating and a review if you like what you hear. Also, follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at Michael Borky, B-O-R-K-E-Y. Follow on Twitter, like on Facebook, subscribe on YouTube. But today we're going to talk about, speaking of quotes and Keith Carter, we're going to talk about just that. David Johnson 
had an interview with Keith Carter that was pretty uh, revelatory. Is that even a word? I should know if that's a word or not, but it's revealing for sure. And uh, credit to David, this is not behind a paywall. I wouldn't be giving away premium competition or competition, uh, premium content like this had this not been for public consumption, I suppose. But either way, this came from David Johnson, Rebs247.com, the 24-7 site that uh, covers Ole Miss. Um, there's a couple of quotes in this, this long-form Q&A, uh, one of two parts anyway, uh, that I want to share with you and, and react to because it's pretty revealing, I think, both good and bad, honestly, with leadership of the football program. So that's what we're talking about today. But first, I want to remind you, the podcast is brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. ABSMS.com is the website if you or your business are in the market for office technology and you're located anywhere inside of the state of Mississippi, anywhere inside of the state, and you're in the market for copiers and printers or mail machines, cloud storage, data security, phone systems, projects, whatever the case may be, if you or your business are in the market for that, absms.com is the place to go. Tell them I sent you. You'll get a complimentary office technology assessment. See to them what you need, what your budget is. They will find a solution for you on me. So again, this is uh, part of an interview from uh, Rebs247. David Johnson got this uh, credit, and shout out to him for doing this. Uh, but there, there's some quotes in here that are pretty revelatory. So I'm going to read those to you and react to those with you. And I'll just read for a little bit, and then we'll stop when I think it matters. First, for a little context, he was asked about Lane Kiffin in an offseason meeting that they're going to have here soon, was asked about the Auburn stuff and all that, and he started giving kind of a political answer about, you know, the landscape has changed, teams are firing their coaches during the season, if your coach is coaching well and doing well and is high profile, people are going to come after you and on and on and on. But here is where it gets interesting. Quote, we'll talk about that, meaning Keith and Lane when they have their meeting. We'll talk about that process and everything that we went through. We ended up where we wanted to be and coaches staying, and we certainly wanted him to stay, so it all worked out. There were some distractions. There were some things going on, obviously, while we were playing and maybe made it a little more difficult for us, end quote. So um, he's embellishing a little bit there, uh, and obviously those distractions existed. I've talked about that with you guys a lot. While it was going on, um, I wasn't making it up, and, and everybody else that covers the program from Ben Garrett and David and Neil McCready and Chase Parham and us on, on our radio show – and and everybody that covers the team that said similar things, uh, it was not made up, despite some very small percentage of people that thought that it was. There was a massive distraction. Uh, at least a, a group of players were fed up with it, and Lane Kiffin's bosses were fed up with it as well. It was a distraction. It was clearly a distraction. It caused some internal strife within the program and the athletic department. It was not handled well enough. Keith Carter, as I understand it, is pretty um, pretty bothered, even stronger than that, about how it went down and how it was handled by his football coach, and he is indicating that he's going to address that with Lane. Will Lane listen? I have no idea, but he at least is prepared to talk about that in, in strong terms 
or with a strong tone with this football coach because I know, like I've told you guys, for a fact that it was bothersome. We'll continue. Quote, we'll talk through all that, and hopefully Coach Kiffin understands, and we understand that, yeah, we do have some fences to mend, if you will. End quote. That word should bother you, though. Hopefully. Hopefully he understands that. Oh, that would not inspire confidence if I were you listening to this right now, where your athletic director is saying that hopefully the football coach understands that uh, powerful, very wealthy people who give a lot of money to the football program and the collective uh, are not happy with how it went down. And also his bosses, obviously, like I said, are not happy with how it went down. That word, hopefully, would concern me. He should be very well aware by now. And if he's not, that's concerning. But maybe I'm splitting hairs. We'll continue. Quote, and we need to get out there in front of people and talk about how important Ole Miss is to him and him wanting to be here because ultimately he stayed. Ultimately, he wanted to be here and wants to build it here at Ole Miss, and that's all that matters. End quote. So I've talked about that on the radio show a good bit before. I I shared a a video from that online on my socials. If you don't follow me, you should because I shared it there. But I agree with that completely because, again, he did decide to stay. Whether or not it was handled terribly, it was. But that doesn't mean that that wasn't the ultimate final decision. And for whatever reason, it doesn't matter. He stayed at Ole Miss. He did turn down Auburn, despite what some people that uh, are – cover Auburn or whatever are saying he turned them down. He 100% turned them down for whatever reason, pulled his name out of the, whatever he stayed at Ole Miss could have gone to Auburn, did not go to Auburn. Um, But he does, like I said, uh, right after the bowl game, he does need to be more forward facing because the, I don't give a damn attitude Uh, is perfectly fine when you're winning. People will accept it. People will embrace it. They'll support it when you're winning. But when you go eight and five, this I don't care attitude is not going to resonate with your fans the way it did after you won 10 games in the regular season. You know, it changes things a little bit after you lose, get smoked in the Texas Bowl as opposed to playing in the Sugar Bowl. Now, he is who you hired. That That is his approach. I don't know if you're going to get a Tiger to change his stripes, but uh, if I were advising Lane, I would cur- encourage him to take that advice from Keith Carter and be more forward-facing because he did decide to stay at Ole Miss. So be more public about it. Curry some favor before you can start winning football games again, which, as you guys know, is the only thing that matters. Winning football games is the only thing that matters. Full stop. But in the meantime, to get people to relax a little bit, being more forward-facing would benefit Lane Kiffin, in my opinion. Uh, We go back to the quotes. We'll continue to push that and obviously get into spring practice and hopefully move away from some of that and really start talking about next year. Obviously, everybody is happier when you're 8-1 and than when you finish 8-5. and Again, that starts with Coach Kiffin to me, to our fans, to whoever. Nobody really wanted to finish the way that we did. But I think at the end of the day, we all feel like with Coach Kiffin here, if he buys in and really puts his roots down here and builds his program, we think he's the right guy for Ole Miss. And quote, there is another word that's concerning to me or a phrase that's concerning to me because I think he's right. I do think that Lane Kiffin, generally speaking, is perfect for Ole Miss. I think he is a objectively very, very good football coach. I think he can win 
has won a lot of football games at Ole Miss. 18 wins in two years is nothing to turn your nose up at, considering what he took over and the general history of the program. I think he's a really good coach. Uh, I think that he can and will continue to win games at Ole Miss. So I agree there. I, you, you won't get me to argue against that. But man, that phrase, quote, if he buys in, end quote. I, I that That makes me shudder, honestly. Your athletic director is, is saying publicly, if the football coach buys in. Man, again, I, I know that this is just a job to these guys, right? Like Lane Kiffin has no true connections to Ole Miss other than that this is his employer. But man, if, if you have to hope that your football coach buys in when you're giving him $9 million a year to do it, that's, um, that is uninspiring. It, coming from your athletic director. That is uninspiring when you have to say if he buys in and puts his roots down here and builds his program, we think he's the right guy. Um, I But I agree with that statement. Um, I think it's fair to say that Lane Kiffin has not fully bought into Ole Miss to this point. Some people disagree with that. Uh, the, the job chasing three years in a row tells you that you're wrong if you disagree with that, quite frankly. But he's still capable in winning and, and all that, and his daughter's going to school there, and, and good things have happened to him since he's come to Ole Miss, but it is time to kind of grow up a little bit and plant some roots. And if you talk about how much you admire Nick Saban, Nick Saban doesn't love Alabama, or at least didn't. Maybe he's got a soft spot for it now. Alabama was just a job to Nick Saban, too. But he fully bought in and worked his you-know-what off every single day. Um, Lane could stand to learn a little bit more from Nick Saban about that kind of stuff. But hearing your athletic director say if he buys in is concerning to me. At least I think it is. Back to the quotes. And for the long term, he can do it. I agree. Uh, He's shown that he can create buzz and get people excited about the program. 150% true. Now we just have to find that stability. We've got to find that way to keep the program at the top and not have the kind of roller coaster that we've had at Ole Miss over the years. A big part of that is making sure that your head coach is committed. See, there it is again. Making sure that your head coach is committed. The athletic director going into year four is not sure that the football coach is committed. You you, see, some people like want to point to media guys and blame Neil McCready or Ben Garrett for for pushing quote-unquote false narratives, but here's your athletic director. Here's your athletic director saying a big part of that is making sure your head coach is committed. I think he is. We've got to push that. So so blame the media if you want, but that's how internally, that's how they feel uh, about the situation. We've got a little work to do with some of our fan base and the kind of way that everything went down, back to the Auburn stuff. We're thinking long-term and thinking about the coaches that want to build our program. Coach Giffen is here, and I believe he wants to do that. That is Keith Carter to, again, David Johnson, Rebs247. Um, some quotes there from Keith Carter that he uh, that he got this week. That's, Dave, again, David Johnson, Rebs247. Uh, good stuff there from David. He's got another one out today of Keith 
talking to, uh, about Kermit Davis, but uh, that is paywalled premium content. So I'm I'm, I, I'm not going to bring that to you out of um, you know anyway. Those quotes are fascinating, and this this year end meeting that is going on, I, I think, is interesting that it's hadn't quite happened yet. But either way, um, maybe I'm reading too far into it, but I, I don't think I am. Leadership at your school's uh, frustrated, and they're going to try to to make some changes in terms of the forward facing or lack of forward facing. Um, what would the right word be? Forward facing presentation of leadership in your football program. They want some things to change. Will they? We will have to see. What leverage do they have? I don't know if they have very much, but those are fascinating quotes nonetheless. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I'll see you on Friday. We'll be talking about recruiting on Friday because uh, basically everybody that covers a program is expecting some commits between now and then. So we'll talk about those when they come out on the next one. See you guys then. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.